Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James. Here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and encourage each other to live the principles of Living a Rich Life Network. Those principles are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. We all have a story to tell. And today's guests are no different. With that being said, let's talk about it. Today's first guest is a domineering force in the entertainment throughout the Southeast and is quickly gaining global notoriety, known for meshing the business of music and entertainment with the talent and creative energy that has defined Atlanta for decades. Currently manages a roster that boasts some of the most celebrated influences in the music over the past several years. His company has become a mainstay with some of the biggest companies and brands in entertainment, including music, television, and film. Please welcome the CEO of Tricky Business Entertainment and Management Company, LLC, the talented and motivating Ron Montgomery affectionately known as Tricky. Unmute yourself. People trying to FaceTime my assistant. Uh, what's going on, bro? How you doing, man? I, I am good. I am good. So first and foremost, thanks for uh, taking the time to join me today. I can imagine how your schedule is these days, uh, beginning of the year, a lot of stuff happening. Lot of I know stuff. You're, you're working on quite a few projects right about now. So thanks for joining no doubt. Always. We go back too far. Facts. <laughs> this, this is facts. Yeah. So quickly, tell us about the title of your company. Now, again, we go back. I understand where it comes from. But tell us about the title of your company and how you decided on the name. Okay, so in college at Morgan State, me and some of my brothers uh, formed a company called Moed Entertainment, uh, Men of Exquisite Taste, that came from we were AK sweethearts at Morgan. You remember you was one. Absolutely. <laughs> so what happened was when I moved to Atlanta, one of my younger bros uh, reached out to me. He was like, yo, I'm coming up with something for you right now. I think you should change the name of your company. And I was like, you know, I was already out in Atlanta promoting concerts and parties and things of that nature, consulting stuff and doing the music shit. And he, oh, can I swear on him? I'm, yeah, yeah, you're all right. You're all right. Good, 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 good. I swear. <laughs> but he was like, yo, you should go with Tricky Business. And I was like, uh, shout out to Stink, Donnell Rector. <laughs> He's in Orlando right now. But he uh, he came up with that, actually. Uh, and I thought it was ironic to have people sign contracts that said Tricky Business. The irony of it, you know what I mean? And the, right. business, is, the business is tricky, which I always say. So you got to be prepared for it. So that's where it came from. Uh, and, you know, 30 years, almost 30 years later, we still out here. Still rolling with it. So so, so how long have you been in the entertainment industry? Has, has it been literally 30 years? I mean, that's, yeah, because I've known. Well, you. yeah, well, you know, like, like I tell people, I started out, you know, we were throwing parties and, and, and promoting shows in Baltimore. We were, we were. Odell's and shutting down Odell's, you know, the old school club on North Avenue. And I remember promoting a uh, raw bass show first in, in Baltimore and then going from there to just promoting the parties to pay our way through school and things of that nature. And then it just, when I moved to Atlanta to, to go to law school and just to relocate, um, what ended up happening was I just continue to promote concerts and parties and, and consult and do promotions for labels and things of that nature. And then brands came and got involved and, and so on and so on. Nice, nice. So so we have a special guest that just joined. Um, 
And, and I think y'all have something in common. I believe if my, my team did what they're supposed to do, I believe you're both um, uh, visited Boston, have some connection to Boston. So let me real quick, this, this special guest, she really doesn't need any introduction, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and do it anyway. Um, she was sworn in as the 25th state's attorney for Baltimore City, making her the youngest chief prosecutor of any major American city. Um, her leadership has transformed the state's attorney's office into a national model for progressive, holistic prosecution, exemplifying the mantra of not just being tough on crime, but more importantly, smart on crime. Please welcome mother, wife, and um, becoming a good friend of mine, our Maryland state's attorney, Mrs. Marilyn Mosby. How are you? Good to see you, Bo. Yes. Hey, how I, doing? I'm happy how are happy you New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. So we, we also, so first and foremost, you know, I know you got another event, so I appreciate your time. And um, I will definitely be partaking in that. Um, we're having a birthday bash slash fundraiser. For, I'm excited. Uh, yes, very excited. Um, I've already donated $100. Thank you. You got to get on. We're going to have fun tonight. We got to turn up, okay? I wish I was there. Oh, you're not going to come? I'm, not, I'm in Atlanta. Oh, but you, but no, you, it's, it's not in person. This is virtual. Oh, it's virtual. I wanted right? it to be in person. It was supposed to be in person, but you know, COVID is hating on everybody right now. So yeah. we got to make it virtual. So we got five DJs. It's going to be live. Right, Rich? Oh, nice. Exactly. Nice. It's, it's going to be a move. We're going we're gonna to okay. get them on there, Marilyn. Okay. So real quick, Marilyn, when, when is your actual birthday? My actual birthday is actually on the 22nd, but today is really important because today is the first um, campaign deadline for the first report. So you'll see everybody that's running for state's attorney, everybody that's running for like a state elected official position, we have to report and the transactions go until this day. So my birthday is technically 10 days away, but we're gonna celebrate early. Absolutely, absolutely. Mine's the 31st. Okay, all right. I'm we Aquarius. got like a, you are an Aquarius. Yes. And I'm, I'm on the cusp, so I'm Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. But I think the cusp is like the twenty first. So yeah, yeah. So 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 real quick. I, I, again, I know we're not going to take up too much of your time, um, but I want to give folks a sense of, of of who you are, what you represent. You know, in my opinion, you've done some amazing things for the city. Um, what is your vision for the city for the for the next two years? So what I would say is that we have so much more work to do. I think I set out like, um, you know, to reform the criminal justice system. Like so many black people in this country, I was affected by violence. My cousin who grew up with me like a brother, he was killed right outside of my home in broad daylight when he was mistaken as a neighborhood drug dealer. Right. And like, if it wasn't for a neighbor who cooperated with police testified in court, my family wouldn't have received any sort of justice. That was my first introduction to the criminal justice system. And I looked at a system where I'm going into the courtrooms. I mean, I have like, four generations of police officers. My mother, my father, my grandfather was a founding member of the first black police organization in Massachusetts. So I had gone into the, you know, the police stations, but I had never gone into a courtroom. And when I went into that courtroom, I seen the number of black people, black men specifically coming in and out in chains and shackles. I said, what is this system? And how do we reform it? How do we get to that young man before he elects to take another young man's life? The man that killed my, my the, the young man that killed my cousin was also 17 years old. Right. And so that was spawned my passion. That tragedy spawned my passion to reform the criminal justice system. And when you look at prosecutors, they're one of them, the, they are the most important stakeholder in the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. Prosecutors decide who's going to be charged, what they're going to be charged with, what sentence recommendations they're going to make. They make a decision as to whether somebody gets into the criminal justice system in the first place. And when you recognize and understand that 95 percent of the individuals making decisions about our daily lives are white, and 79% are white men. And as a woman of color, I represent 1%, 1% of all elected prosecutors in the country. You understand why it's so important for me to be in this role. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and with that being said, so what accomplishment, accomplishments are the, the state's attorney's office most proud of at, at this point in time? I mean, you've been there for a minute now. I've been there for, it's, it's been going, it's going on, it's seven years, but it feels like it's been 70 and a half years. Let me tell you, I've been through a lot. I've worked with five police commissioners, four mayors. We've been through the, you know, the uprising after following the death of Freddie Gray. We had 
federal consent decree. We had a 163-page Department of Justice report that outlined a pattern of practice of discriminatory enforcement. We went through a largest police corruption scandal in the history of the country where you had officers like planting guns and drugs on citizens and my office had to play cleanup, you know. Um, and when we think, uh, we went through a global pandemic, <laughs> right? Like we're currently going through a global pandemic. And so you talk about crisis management, you need somebody in a position that's going to know what they're doing. And so, you know, but there's so much more that we need to accomplish. And when I say holistic, you, you read my biography, you know, I, I, this is a passion for me. When you look at a system that is discriminately and disproportionately impacted communities of color for far too long, the only solution that they have is to continue to criminalize us, to villainize us. And I, what I'm saying is that I'm going to use my power, I'm going to use my discretion, and I'm never going to be complicit in the discriminatory enforcement of laws against black and brown people. So, you know, I've come out and said I'm not prosecuting marijuana. Why? Because nationwide, you're four times more likely to be arrested for mere possession of marijuana if you're a black person. In the city of Baltimore, you were six times more likely. Even after we decriminalized marijuana and officers were issuing citations, 42% of the citations they were issuing was in one out of nine police districts. What district do you think that was? The, mm. the Western District. That happens to be 95% black and disproportionately impoverished, right? So, like, you're not, you're focusing on Tyrone and West Baltimore and not Tommy and Canton. And so what I've said is we're not doing that, not under my watch and un, un, unapologetic about applying one standard of justice and ensuring equality and unapologetically ensuring that this system is not going to discriminate against the people that I represent. Absolutely. Well, well said. We're going to turn it a little bit, turn it just a little bit, turn it down just a little bit, because Tricky is from Boston also. Yay, Beantown. You got to come on. The, you know, Mike Bivens is hosting the event tonight. You got to come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing. Sounds yeah. like a big deal. Yeah. So we're, going, yeah. so we're going to make it happen. Where are you from in Boston? Dorchester. All right, me too. Yeah. You know where the fire station is on Blue Ave? Yeah, I'm off of Blue Hill Ave. Yeah. yeah. Near yeah. Franklin Park. Yep, right there. Same that fire station ain't there no more. Come on, man. Of course it is. <laughs> no, no, Don't I mean, the fire mean that's the last thing they get rid of. The, the last thing? Okay, okay. So, so Marilyn, uh, we're going we're gonna to keep it going. Um, and, and again, I know you got to go, but so we want to hit you with one more question there. Yeah. Um, in which, again, I, I think you're doing a phenomenal job. I think your direction is, is what really needs to happen. Um, what makes your administration different? from prior administrations? So I think that when you look at prosecutors' offices for far too long, and when you, as I stated, I gave you the statistics, right? 95% of individuals in these positions making decisions about everything to do with our well-being have been white. They, it's been a case processing sort of office, right? Like we don't come into play and they measure their success based off of convictions. Well, I've changed the mission and the vision of my office. And it's, it's consistent with the, prosecutorial ethics of any prosecutor, which is justice over convictions. And so what does that mean? That means we're going to zealously advocate for those that have been wrongly convicted and incarcerated the same way we, we go after the individuals that prey upon the vulnerabilities of men, women, and children, right? And so under my administration, I started the first conviction integrity unit in the entire state of Maryland. We've had 12 exonerations of innocent Black men who have cumulatively served 300 years in prison for crimes they didn't commit. Right. We've advocated for mandatory compensation for those 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 young, those not young, but those men who, who were tragically victims themselves. Right. I started the first sentencing review unit where we actually go in and we assess and analyze juvenile lifers and the elderly prison population and make recommendations and join motions for modification for sentences. We've had 23 individuals that have been given a second chance at triumph. We have the only crime control and prevention division so that we can break the school to prison pipeline, right? And ensure that we're getting the young people before they get to the criminal justice system. I have the only youth coordinator out of a state's attorney's office in the entire country where we've touched more than 7,000 young people. 95% of the young people going through my junior state attorney program have either graduated high school or are in a career track or in college. 33% are actually in the field of criminal justice. So it's like, uh, my office, what, what distinguishes me from everybody else is that we take a holistic approach, understanding and recognizing that we can't just incarcerate our way out of the issues 
that are presented in this country when you have systems of racial inequity um, that have existed for far too long. And so I'm using my power and my discretion to rectify those racial injustices. I'm using my power and, and my, my discretion to ensure one standard of justice. And that's not typically what you see in a prosecutor's office. <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of shocking information right there. Facts. And, I, and I'm going to drop it. I got to look you up. Oh, please do. That you, I don't know. Don't look on Fox now because <laughs> you would think I have a tail between my legs and the horns growing out my head. <laughs> I look you up. We, 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 we all over here, we all about changing generational curses. So I got to look you up. Please do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Marilyn, uh, I, I know you got to go. I got to go. I got to run. I got to get to the, I got to get to my house and get this together. Absolutely. So I will see you soon. All right. Happy birthday. We'll talk. Thank you, Bill. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thanks, Marilyn. All right. So, Tricky, I appreciate you sharing your time. Uh, she reached out to me, and I said, by all means, you, you may join. And I think this will work out because my guy, he's from Boston originally. as well. neighborhood, actually. Yeah. You know? So, so let's get back into you. So let, I want to talk about this uh, tricky business. <laughs> um, so, so what are some of the fundamentals and best practices of when it comes to logistics of, of touring, right? Because, you know, you have artists and we know artists tour. You've done concerts. What's some of the, just the basics that you can share with our viewers when it comes to um, entertainment? I think that uh, in, in, in this day and time with the mark, with the way things are for I'll just talk about my people that, that do things. We have so many festivals and things of that nature now. Uh, and then there's tour. When you go on tour, knowing really where you are in your career. Like, sometimes people will set a tour out for a venue that's just too big for them. And it's more ego involved instead of actually can we sell tickets and fill whatever size the arena is and build upon that. So I would say make sure that your team is, is evaluating that properly more than anything. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so can you share with some of, uh, some of your artists and what we can expect in the near future? You know, when I last uh, checked, my, my team gave me a list. So we got a project, we got, we got some projects dropping and some records dropping. We got, uh, NLE Chopper, uh, is dropping a mixtape, uh, called me versus me. On the 21st, uh, we're actually this Friday, we're dropping a record with him and Moneybag, yo. Um, a lot of great, fe a lot of great features on the project. Obviously, uh, you know, we, we have a record out right now that's playing on radio with him called Jumping with him and Polo G. Uh, I have another artist named Ghetto Matthew, kid from Congo, but raised in Atlanta. He's dropping a uh, mixtape called Happy Trap. Uh, that's coming out this month also. Uh, let me see. About to drop a single on a kid out of DC by the name of Rio Black. Uh, that'll be in the next next uh, few weeks, actually. So those are a few people that are dropping something real soon. Uh, yeah, and just, just a lot of you know we busy. We work right, right, right. My, my slogan is we working. We working. <laughs> <laughs> now, now speaking of slogans, one of the things that my my team came back. And uh, one of the young guy, he said to me, they have a quote that says, quality is the best business plan. Does that sound familiar? What, what? Yeah, doing some research. Yeah, like I always feel like you got to do good business. And if when you do quality stuff, like everything else takes care of itself, no matter what field you're in. You know what I mean? If, 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 if I come on your show and, and things aren't a janky or they're not, or, or if they're quality, you know what I'm saying? If you're doing quality work, your lighting looks great, bro. You, you shining. You popping right now, by the way, dude. You got your living joint shirt just right in front of me. I can see it all. Everything's quality. Your lineup is perfect. Everything's quality with you right now, right? right. That's that's going to make viewers that might have just came because they know me or the, another guest, the, 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 the state attorney, be like, oh, this is he's putting in quality. And as you're growing and you keep doing quality, people will grow with you more so than if everything is not put together. And that's in anything you do. You could be a landscaper, you could be a plumber, whatever it is. You know, that's the, you know, we, we, we come from a generation where people took pride in the quality of the work they did. So you they got referrals. Most of the stuff I do, most of my talent, really, probably all of my talent, you know what I'm saying, has been referred to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's 
for the most part, you know what I'm saying, it's very rare that for everybody that's on the team that I'm just out there like, let me grab it, let me get it. It's mostly referrals, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Everybody that I named you out of those three artists, stuff coming out were all referred to me by somebody. Absolutely. I, I definitely understand that. I think, you know, when it comes to the whole living a rich life, it, it, it kind of manifests from, from, from referrals, you know, from me to becoming on Be Exposed Radio, which has been nothing but good. It has been nothing but great. Yeah. Um, you know, I went from reaching out and looking for guests, which I still do when I have specific guests I want to target. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, the, the calendar is full. I have no shortage of guests. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's definitely when you put in that quality, cool. it, it kind of follows you. I, I, All I, day. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. I can, I can agree with that. Um, so right now, let's share, how can the audience stay connected with you um, if they want to reach out and, and see what you got going on? How can they stay connected with you? Uh, my uh, Instagram is Tricky Business Worldwide. That's, that's a B-I-Z-N-E-S-S, Worldwide. Uh, my webpage, trickybusiness.com. Uh, um, you know, those are the best ways. Okay. to get at me they can contact your show you know what i'm saying and and and, and, and go that way i'm out here they just, i'm not hard to find right and people hit me. i got i got i got people who in my instagram dms from from six years old on up mm-hmm. <laughs> telling me yo i'm hot so <laughs> you know what i mean i'm out here people find me nice nice doing nice. it long enough you know like i said referral And just doing good business and ends that way. You know what I mean? So so let's 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 take a turn here because you know I like to turn keep it keep it gully. Um yeah. so h- how do you balance your personal and professional lifestyle, right? Because sometimes that, that can be a struggle in the entertainment, which I, I've come to realize. How do you balance? Well, what I'll say is this: I've always the business becomes personal somewhat when you're dealing with people's lives. Okay. When I take on talent, a lot of times they're young and I, I, I treat it like their lives are in my hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for them. They, Cause they might be responsible for their grandmother or their little sister or their mm-hmm. brother, or whoever, their mama, they trying to get them out of the hood. You know what I mean? So that becomes a family atmosphere in itself. But with my personal family, uh, some people I involve, and, and what I do, you know, my daughter's always been involved. And one of the artists that I mentioned out of D.C., she referred that to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, keeping track of things like that. We just started a, a sports agency. You know what I mean? She's now a new, uh, doing doing her thing with that. You know what I mean? Getting into sports and things of that nature. So it's, it's tough at times, but I'm available. If anybody needs to hit me or get at me, I'm there. I work a, I work a lot. You know what I mean? I work a lot. I love what I do. And I've been doing it for a long time. And, you know, I work a lot. <laughs> you know, but 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 it's all fun. And, and, and we play hard and we work hard, as, as the saying goes. Well, well, that's your saying. My saying is you work hard, I play harder, Tricky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I hear that. So, question. You always have. <laughs> there you go. And, and you was yeah. right along with me. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I say, again, when it comes to, to living a rich life, everyone has a story, but I also believe everyone has a superpower. Tell us, what's, what's your superpower? Oh, my superpower is that I have a, I have a couple, but, let me, but one of the main things is I pay it forward. Mm. I mentor so many people in the business. There's executives, vice president, all the all levels of, of the business that hit me for advice, and I give it to them. It's no return there for me. I'm trying to, I'm like, we out here trying to change generational curses, man. Right. Uh, like I said, I think of what I do being so important. You know, people say, hey, you do this and you deal with this type of music, but I look at it like this. If I, and I told tell people this all the time, if I sign a rapper, let's just say, and he's in the streets and stuff like that, and we go close a deal where he gets a half million dollars, right? He might blow through 300 of it and people seeing him buying a jewelry, but he also might have took 50 or 60 of it and gave it to his little sister to pay for tuition at Spelman. And then she goes on to become 
a doctor or an accountant or whatever she's going to do. You know what I mean? Or they might have paid off their mom's car or house or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But or the little brother might have been able to go to Morgan or Howard because of that person that you look at this way and you don't see behind the scenes right. that part is would change the generational curses. And I take that shit a hundred percent. Like that's what I'm about. That, and I'm also always, I'm very good at pivoting. And I try to teach people, you got to be able to pivot. Mm -hmm. You can be going like this, but if you can't pivot, you might run into that wall. You know what I'm saying? And we try to avoid that. We try to teach everybody on my team, people outside of my team, you have to be able to pivot. So mm -hmm. that's the superpower. My, uh, my, 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 one of my business partners, Turk, you know, Turk, Absolutely. he always, Turk, 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 he Turk, like, he his presence with yeah. the show. Turk Stevens, he always says, yo, Trick, man, you're so good at seeing so many moves ahead of the game all the time. You've always been that way. And I, and I, and I agree. I, I believe, I believe that it's just, that's something that God has given me. And that's, a, that's a superpower because everybody can't do that. Absolutely. We all say we're playing chess, but most people playing checkers. Absolutely. I'm, I'm an avid chess player myself. Yeah. And I think, again, the pay it forward, that rolls back into, again, the six elements of, of living a rich life, which the last one is philanthropy. So being able to do all the things and move um, and then, then giving back, that's, 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 that's key. That's oh, the, definitely, man. Definitely. We, are, we just had our adopt-a-family again this year for, for the holidays. And what we do is we adopt families all over the, really all over the world. You know what I mean? From Canada to, to Ohio, to Illinois, several in Baltimore, D.C. area, Virginia, Massachusetts. We adopt these, we adopt these families and make sure their Christmas is really good. And my, the, the women on my team always get emotional because the letters come in. And it's, 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 it's really, when you hear these stories, it's a person that might not have a pot or a pan. They might have one pot or pan that they're doing everything with. That's unbelievable for some of us to even contemplate, but it's mm -hmm. out there. So we make sure we do that. When the pandemic first started, we were feeding families, you know, all over the country. So it was like that first month of the pandemic, everybody was clueless. People were, you know, really shook. Like, what are we going to do? Because everybody just shut down everything. Right. There's families in different cities, you know what I'm saying? We're sending, sending a meal to a family in New York or a family in Connecticut or somewhere in uh, Richmond, whereas it might be, we sent you five Domino pizzas or we sent you, you, you like Chinese food, we sent you the whole takeout Chinese and everything like that. Just those little things, like I said, you gotta, you gotta pay for it, bro. What's all the blessings for if we live in a rich life and we're not paying it for it, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. So for those that are just tuning in and, and watching and listening, we are talking to Ron Montgomery, affectionately known as Tricky, um, CEO of Tricky Business Entertainment and Management Company, LLC. Um, so we're going to keep it going. I know you, uh, your admins said your time is limited and we had to move things around, <laughs> which, which is okay because we, we yeah, got yeah, yeah. you you to, like you said, pivot. We was able to pivot. Yeah. And we got you here. So one of the questions I, I always like to ask my guests um, what what does living a rich life mean to you? I mean, man, I'm so I'm blessed, dog. I'm so rich and blessed, man. So, like, for me, it means, you know, especially when you get up in age, man, having the best health that you can, having people that really love you. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and true friends. You know what I'm saying? Those things are key in doing what you love. Not everybody can do what they love. I'd rather be doing what I love and not make as much money than beat my head every day. You know what I mean? On what I'm doing. You know what I mean? In life. And I've been blessed enough to do what I've loved music since a kid and be able to be successful at it and be able to help other people be successful at it and change lives over and over again. So that's what being living a rich life means to me. You know what I mean? No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So before we let you go, um, what would you say to our viewers that would like to get into the entertainment industry or the entertainment management industry? What, 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 what would you say? And I, I don't know if I like to say advice, but what would you say to our viewers that would like to get into the entertainment industry? It's crowded. So <laughs> everybody's in the business. Everybody wants to be in the business. 
but it's a lot easier now too. You know what I mean? You don't you, 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 so, social media and, and being able to reach fan bases is so much easier, but you can't be lazy. You got to go put the work in. You know what I mean? If you put the work in and make good relationships, cherish your relationships. It's so important. Um, mm -hmm. And be persistent, but don't be a pain in the ass for the wrong reasons. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. I, I think I think that's some good advice, especially the first one that, that is crowded. <laughs> yeah, definitely crowded. But it's different, though. Again, like you said, it's different. It's not like, you know, again, in, in, in our younger days where, um, you know, you had to definitely get with an A&R. There was only these specific labels that you could go to. I mean, now it's a lot more dynamic and it's, oh, it's a lot more, more, more open. Yeah, the market's open, but it's crowded. So you're going to have a lot of people sounding a lot alike nowadays than in the past because there's so many ways to get out. You know, before you had gatekeepers that would stop that from happening, they would right. say, oh, it sounds like this. Oh, he sounds like Jay, Jay-Z. So we can't do that. You know what I mean? Now that person can put their own stuff out and put the work in and they might get known. And then, you know what I mean? They, they end up closing a deal or they just make money. You can make money independently and not have to even deal with, with majors anymore if, you, if you're built for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So before we let you go, Tricky, um, tell us what's what's next for you. Uh, right now, like I said, this, <coughs> this, this, this music stuff is, is 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 awesome. I got a lot of young artists that are really doing their thing, and, and, and more more artists coming up. Obviously, we're 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 doing it. We're, we're tied into the TV film stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now we're tied into the sports. You're gonna see a lot of our. You know, we're gonna, probably going to be hiring a lot of people over the next nine months because we're uh, we're just expanding. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're getting into the NILs with the branding, with, with athletes really heavy. Uh, you know, so you, you, we're going to be working, man. We're working. Like, you're, okay, you're, okay. That's what I'm saying. We're working, man. Well, 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 let me say this before I let you go. Um, you know, I'm not big on, uh, on, on uh, just saying things to be saying them, but, you know, other than – Homecoming, which is always a, a pleasure to see you. Yeah. I think the, the, the last time me, you, Turk, um, and we was hanging out in DC and uh, uh yeah, 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 you know, hanging out with, with your boy Morris Chestnut and yeah, we had, yeah, we had a good time. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, so time. so Great keep time. doing your thing. When you get something uh something happening, I'll, I'll be sure to fly down to ATL if that's where it's at. Just give me a holler. No, nah, no doubt, man. All right. Keep, keep Thank doing you, man. It's good seeing you doing your thing, man. You've been working on this show, and I see you growing. I see your guests growing, and I know nothing but great things for you in the future, man. And and let's be clear and let people know. We went to college together. Shout out to Morgan State. Shout out to you Morgan State. Being great Morgan State that changed the, helped change a lot of our lives and evolve a lot of our lives, and me and you are examples of that. So, Facts. Facts. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you soon, Tricky. My man's. All right, my guy. There you have it. Uh, Tricky Montgomery, CEO of Tricky Business Entertainment. Um, so we're going to keep the show going. Um, again, thank you, Marilyn, state's attorney, for stopping through. Um, if you haven't gotten a ticket to her birthday bash, it is in my Instagram post. Um, it, it's it's going to be a good look. It's hosted by Michael Bivens. Um, we got some phenomenal guests. We got some phenomenal DJs on there. And again, a lot of them in the, in the DMV area, um, the Baltimore area, our very own DJs that we know and love. And then, of course, Rich James is going to be on there, too. So without further ado, let's introduce our second guest. Oh, I tell you, boy, this one here, I've, I've, I've come to love this woman. She has grown on me. Um, and again, we have a couple of friends that are connected, but, you know, we, we started hanging out and, and she's getting to know me and I'm getting to know her. And again, I, I wanted to have her on this show because actually someone requested her to be on the show. So our second guest is a Baltimore native and a licensed realtor in the state of Maryland. She has an extensive background in sales and marketing, known for understanding the trends of social media marketing she is your go-to for anything and everything property management related. Recently, 
She has launched her own podcast called Spilling Tea with Tina. And I also discovered that she has a background in radio and, and, and done some other stuff in which I'm not sure how my team missed that, but we're gonna talk about that. Please welcome the wonderful and unfiltered Miss Tina, oh, and, and, and her last name, I'm known for tearing up names, but Yegana. Yegani. 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 My producer, Mani, always gets me on point. I love her. I love you, Tina. Yay. Come so, on. I right. have to shout out Be Exposed Radio because I, mean, I actually used to be on Be Exposed Radio 2015 to 2016. All right. So let's make sure you got us both in here, Monique. Hey, Monty. You got a spoken there? You got a there? <laughs> it over. Come on, keep going, keep going, keep going. There we go. There we go, there we go. <laughs> all right. So, first of all, I'm at a disadvantage because Monty knew how Monty connect correctly with everything. He, he, he's, he's the guy. He, he, think, he gets me right. So, first and foremost, uh, how long have you been a, a licensed realtor? I have actually been a licensed realtor only since last March, but I have been doing property management, working with investors uh, for 13 years, 14 years in July. Um, so, I have a long uh, background dealing with investors, leasing, and I was making other people millions and millions of dollars. And I was like, girl, you got to get your real estate license. You got to make yourself millions and millions of dollars. So okay, that's okay. where we are now. And she's she's spilling the tea. You can tell, <laughs> I love. I always love her energy. I love her energy. That's the thing. So so tell our audience about your background in sales and marketing. You kind of touched on it just a little bit there. Um, but what does that consist of? What additional so, does that? Consist so of? I started um, property management. I have managed apartment communities throughout Maryland, Baltimore City, Hartford County, and Arundel County, Howard County. Um, Baltimore County, just throughout. Um, started as a leasing consultant. I was young. It's funny because I actually went to school for radio and um, okay. had an internship with Radio One and they wanted me to work like five days a week for free. And I was like, I got grown woman bills in my early 20s. So I kind of fell into property management and I started making money at a young age and they promoted me quickly. And, you know, I got the background in sales, marketing, um, when you can sell a little beige box, you can pretty much uh, sell anything. That's what I always like to say about apartments. Because mm -hmm. um, you have that high rent and it's like, wow, you know, you could like get a mortgage for a lot less. And, right. You right, know, right. we all got to rent from time to time. And, and at some point, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. So let's talk about this music, uh, rather this radio thing, right? So your podcast. So I launched, um, so I have been on radio stations throughout, um, you know, local area. Mm -hmm. I've interviewed pretty much every local artist. Shout out again to Be Exposed. You know, I'm going to plug them real quick. Yes, yes. Um, WPV Radio, Radio on Fire, Radio um, One. I ended up launching my own podcast last year. I've always done shows with other people and everyone's like, you need to do your own thing. Um, for those, you know, I kind of have two personalities. I have my professional, you know, real estate property management personality. Okay. I mean, it still has a little spice. And then I have my, you know, Tina, my, you all spice. I'm all spice. I'm all spice. How you doing? Um, you know, I launched my podcast and I was like, I'm so tired of just like interviewing artists. And I love music. You know, I'm an Aquarius. Mm -hmm. We love music. Um, I love the entertainment industry, but I also wanted to talk to regular everyday people and get their feedback on like everyday issues, like okay. dating, life, um, social issues. I just kind of wanted to talk about everything. And everyone's been telling me for a while, you need to do your own thing. So I launched Spilling Tea with Tina. Um, <coughs> we're actually about to start shooting season two. Um, so I will be bringing it back very soon, but it's just, you know, we talk about everyday life. It's just like kind of real, unfiltered, um, you know, I like to tell the truth till it hurts. You no. know? <laughs> till it hurts, the truth will set you free. Uh, all, all those good things. Mm -hmm. All right, so so spilling the tea with Tina is coming in, in a couple of months. I can get back out there. Mm -hmm. All right, so we'll we'll look for it. For, for those that are just tuning in, um, we have Tina and how you pronounce your last name again? Yagani. Yagani. Mm -hmm. Yagani. So that's 
Persian. Persian. Um, for those who don't know, that means actually um, the one in Persian. The one. Yagani. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm the one. Monty will tell you, I tear up names. You're not the first. <laughs> you're, not, you're not the first. So trust me on that. Um, let's get into this, this, this realtor stuff again, mm-hmm. all right? Because we're going to go back and forth. Is that okay? Oh, that's fine. All right. So um, what does it take to become a, a licensed realtor? A lot of patience. <laughs> no, okay. um, so you have to go through. It's crazy because back in 2013, I actually took my real estate classes. Okay. Um, I was still in my 20s. I'm in my baby 30s now. Um, you know, baby 30s, we don't tell the exact age. But, um, you know, I took the course and then at my uh, previous position, you know, they offered me a promotion and I was kind of scared to work off just commission. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually last year went back to it because I was like, you kind of got to man up, like, this is where you want to go. Um, you know, you're a hustler, you'll make it happen. Um, so you have to take your courses, you can do online or you can do um, live. It was a little different with COVID because I got my license like in the heart of COVID. Right, right. So I did the online classes while I'm trying to work a full-time job. It was a little crazy, but I made it through 60 hours. Then you have to take a class at the end of the um, course, you have to pass that. Then you have to go on and take your uh, Maryland state exam and your PSI. And I'm like, me personally, when I take tests, I get so nervous. I black out. I know the answers, but I just get can't so come to, can't come nervous. Okay. But I made it through. I did it. So Nice, nice. Okay, so so what has been your favorite? Because I'm, I'm, I'll assume, have you sold some houses? Yes, I've sold some houses. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I just want to make sure, excuse me. So what has been your favorite selling experience? You know what's crazy the second house i sold well the first house i actually sold to my best friend it was an investment property um on washington boulevard uh but the second house i sold to my mother's best friend who had basically known me since i've been in my mother's stomach Mm, okay and it was just it was so funny like to look back at pictures of when i was a kid with her me and you know my mother and it's like i found her kind of her dream home right and so it was kind of like it was fulfilling and it just made me like wow like she used to like babysit me and here i am selling her her dream home yeah that's that's what's up that's that goes so again when i think about strong relationships she knew you was young, mm-hmm. right? Your family maintained that relationship. You got older. Mm-hmm. So as a result, it was a win-win, right? She got mm-hmm. a nice home. And I know how those, those checks be for selling houses. So uh, My mother slugged my nerves kind of during it. My mom's probably listening. She always listens. Hey, mom. Um, but no, it just was, you know, because you were like a kid. And then they're like, now they're trusting you as like a seasoned professional. Right. Absolutely. 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 So one of the things that we, we found out again when it comes to social media you know you know how to navigate social media how do you use the internet and social media to, to sell homes oh my god social media people get on social media and i know like you shouldn't always get caught up in it but it's free advertising for whatever you're doing i have rented and sold just off social media um you know facebook marketplace facebook uh instagram just these people, you may have never met them, but they feel like they know you right, right, off your right, Instagram. Right. And anyone who's ever seen my Instagram, so because I've also been a media personality, I'm very personable. I will literally tell you what I'm feeling at one o'clock in the morning, even if you don't want to hear it or not. <laughs> you know, I'm right, very right. honest. And I've learned at first I was like, I don't know, you know, because I'm also this professional, but people feel more comfortable with you when you're authentic. Mm. And it's like you're building a rapport with strength. And you can use that to your advantage. Right. Absolutely. So I've had a few realtors on the show before. Mm -hmm. um, And I definitely enjoyed having conversations with them. And one of the things that stuck out to me was how they handled clients. Right. And Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's key. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, you have those realtors that, oh, they want to sell you the biggest house the most money, mm-hmm. and I will say, damn, they know you can't afford it. Right. Which, which to me, that's just bad business. Mm-hmm. Um, what questions do you ask clients to make sure that their needs are met? I mean, first, you got to make that rapport. I think people get caught up, yeah, I'm doing this to make money, <laughs> but these are still people. Right. Whether, you know, their budget is 150 or it's, you know, 
in the 500s, it's, you never know, you connect with this person here, they're going to, and you do a good job, they might refer you to a higher end client. Um, you know, it's, it's all about relationships in this business. Mm -hmm. Um, and people kind of lose sight of that. Like I said, I started in leasing. So I learned how to kind of build a rapport because you lease an apartment to somebody and then you got to deal with them as the property manager for the next 12 months. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it just some people just being a very personable, I think I'm very personable, um, you know, and hearing your client out, people don't listen in sales oh, and they yeah. try to sell you this dream. And it's like, just, mm -hmm. just be real, be down mm -hmm. to earth. And of course we're in this to make money, but you never know taking that client that someone else might not take might lead you to the next client Absolutely. or just making a difference. You know, um, I've placed, I, I deal with a lot of voucher tenants and I've learned a lot of, uh, Realtors don't even know how to handle housing clients. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I don't want to touch this. I said, I will lease to them. And guess what? I'm going to help them become homeowners down right, the road. Right. That's, that's what's up. That's, that's what's up. One of the uh, questions, well, there's always two questions I, I generally like to ask. Um, I heard a little bit. So tell me, what is your superpower? My superpower? Your girl knows how to get back up. <laughs> okay. I think, okay. I think sometimes, especially being a woman in business, it can sometimes get discouraging. Um, myself doing media, doing property management, doing sales, real estate, sometimes um, just being a woman and having the world on your shoulders, it can really get overwhelming. And that's why I always like to motivate women in business and just being able to get back up, learn from experiences, um, you know, when it didn't work out how you thought it was going to work out. Mm -hmm. And okay. then keep pressing on. She said, my superpower is getting back up. I know that's it. <laughs> um, one, of, one of the other things that I ask, because again, I've started this living a rich life thing again based on my life. And, and I really like principles. that. I don't mean to interrupt you. I love that. Thank I love you. It. Thank you. Thank you. Um, because again, I had to do some changes, some shifting, because I believe all people can change. Mm -hmm. What does living a rich life mean to you? Um, I would say living a fulfilled life, um, living like kind of your pinnacle, like, you know, stepping up, being the person you want to be personally. Um, you know, in business, being successful, just not doubting yourself anymore and going after everything you're meant to have. Okay. Um, so, so for those that are watching and listening, um, how can our viewers stay, stay connected with you? So if they need a house, they need a property, um, they want to hear the, the up and coming uh, podcast, Tell us how, how can viewers stay in contact with you? So, you know, I'm a little popping on social media. How you doing? <laughs> no, uh, follow me my main page. Uh, it's Tina. And uh, my last name is Y-E-G-A-N-E-H. And then underscore Tina Yagani. And from there, there's Spilling Tea with Tina, which is all in my bio. Um, and also Real Estate with Tina that just focuses um, more on the real estate listings. And also, I like to give a lot of tips Um the first time home buyers also. Okay, okay. So you you, you heard it. Um, and, and if you need the information again, you can always uh, DM me, send me a message. Most folks know how to get a hold of me, even when I don't want to be getting a hold of. Um, <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> listen, listen to Tina. Tina, Tina she's been my, my wing woman uh, as of recently. So um, uh, I do have a question in terms of because you mentioned kind of what's next. Mm -hmm. um, but what do you envision for 2022 looking like, really looking like for you? Not just, you know, you know, you got some mm -hmm. short-term things, long-term. What, what do you have? What's, what's I have something routine? major, but I cannot talk about it on air because okay. I signed a non-disclosure. Um, but just know I have something very major so coming soon. soon. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to be looking. Yeah, but just keeping, um, you know, the last couple of years with COVID were kind of rough for everybody. I think a lot of people really learned themselves. Um, to me, it was kind of transitioning from property management into real estate, getting back to media. Um, you know, I think it just was like a learning. The last couple of years, like, you learn about yourself. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. it's just been a little, it's been a little rough, you know? Yeah, but I, big I, things, I think, for everyone. On the horizon. Yeah, I look forward to um, this year because, again, I think COVID, we, we had to redefine ourselves. Yeah, I think people learned a lot of 
a lot of things about themselves. Yeah, I, I know I did. They learned a lot about relationships. What you learn, Rich? What I learned? <laughs> you want to spill the tea? You know how I took over the whole show. Right now. No, no, look, no, 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 that. There's only one Rich James. Only one Rich James. But yeah, I, I like to be on spilling the tea because I can. I, Definitely share some things, but we'll wait for that. Season, okay. Yeah, I season got you. Two. I definitely got you. Season right. two. We're gonna, you heard it right here, first and foremost, from Tina herself. Um, so, you know, I, I have a, another event that I do have to get to. That's that's the crazy thing. Marilyn uh, Mosey, who's having a birthday bash um, slash fundraiser. It is virtual. And if you haven't signed up to um, participate in and donate by, by all means, feel free to. I can always send you the link. But um, it won't be the first time. This is that time of the season. In addition, for those that's watching and listening, um, January 13th, which is tomorrow, we have the first installment of Living a Rich Life Comedy Showcase, which will feature Larry Lancaster and a few other comedians. Um, it's gonna be at the Garage Event Center. It's going to be a good time, but this is something that I'm bringing to uh, Baltimore, and I think, again, we have a lot of talent here, and it's about time that we um, we get it out there and get folks in. So it's going to be um, COVID-friendly, if that's a thing. What's COVID-friendly? Mm-hmm. Pre- well, precautions, precautions. Okay. Precautions will be taken. Um, we have a very, you know, the garage is a very large space. Okay. Um, so you'll have more than enough seating. We did limit the ticket sales to 150. And um, we are, I think we got about maybe 30, 30 more tickets. So we're, you know, we did, we did pretty good. We did pretty good. Um, it will be more at the door. That's just how the business goes. I mean, that's, that's, that's what my folks tell me. So I want to thank you for joining. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and and we, we did it live. So I'm working on some things because I'm going to get, since we're not getting back into the studio, Mine's gonna say, get over it. Um, we just try to work out some things to think about what's the best approach for the exposed radio. And, you know, I leave that to Monty. Again, he keeps getting the answers. So I, I'll go off his, his direction, his, his leading. Um, but I do want to thank you for joining. Thank you. And um, just stick around as we do our, our closing remarks. Can, can, can you do that? Yeah. Sure. All right. So make sure we're in here. All right. So this is uh, Living a Rich Life closing remarks. Um, Life comes at us from all different angles. Ultimately, we are faced with the decisions and the choices we make. Sometimes the hardest part of moving forward is learning to live with your choices. Whatever you decide, keep looking forward to the days ahead to get ahead. Thank you, Tricky. Uh, Tricky Business Worldwide Entertainment. Uh, Tina, thanks for sharing your story. Uh, thank you, special guest Marilyn Mosby, for stopping by. Um, I know you had a long day. I thank you for stopping by. Um, and for those that's watching, listening, if you have an inspiring story to tell, contact us via our website, livingarichlife.net. Until next week, I ask you to continue to be inspired to live a rich life. This is Rich James saying goodnight, and thank you for tuning in to BeExposedRadio.com. I'll see you soon. Good night. Good night. music. Just yes. Oh, we try to get some.